Welcome everyone to the gaming couch. Be it video games, card games, or board games, we'll have a good time playing. So come and join me on the couch. This is your host, Smart Boy. Hello everyone. You know what? I'm feeling kind of good. So we're going to do a bonus episode tonight, Saturday. Uh, no idea when it's going to go up because I'm just recording it now, running off my kind of hype. Anyway... I went to another gaming expo, so it was Playcraft, Playcrafting's Halloween Game Expo, or something like that. It was hosted in the Microsoft building over in Times Square. It's completely free, um, so that was cool. I like that. There's free pizza also, so no complaints. But, you know, I felt good about it, and I still wanted to do the whole like, D&D talks every Sunday, but I didn't want to give up this, not give up the time. I didn't want to give up on the opportunity. That's what I was looking for. To just talk about one or two little things that kind of popped up when I was there that I really enjoyed. And yeah, just use the time to kind of just you know, talk about it and spread some, spread the word, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so it was great. There was game de- developers and studios from Play NYC that I went to at the Manhattan Center over the summer. So I saw guys from, you know, from Rust again. That was more polished. They kind of like worked over a few things. I didn't get a chance to play it. I'll get to that later about why I didn't. But it was, it was good to see them again, so that looked pretty cool. Uh, they had Boom You Win came back, and I actually did two, two rounds of that, and they had a few more characters in there. They had this one character, Lady Luck, who's really awesome. Now, every character in Boom You Win has a special, and her special allows her to bet a certain amount of points. And should she kill someone with the bomb when it goes off at the end of the match, or at the end of just, like, that round with the bomb... She gets, uh, I think it was a percentage of that points added to her pool. However, if she is killed by the bomb, she then loses that percentage of points from her pool. And if, you know, she doesn't die, doesn't kill anyone, it's just, you know, you just get your buyback. There's no win, nothing like that. So that's a pretty cool game mechanic, allowing you to bet in the middle of the match. Like, you don't do it prior. Like, it's in the match. You're just betting it. And once you bet, you can't decrease your bet. Your bet always goes up. They also came up with a new map I got to play on, which was really cool. It was called Chase, and it's on a highway, and you're jumping across cars. And unlike, you know, like Big Blue from Smash Bros, where you touch the road, you go flying back, you just touch the road, actually just makes you bounce. However, that ruins your momentum because you can't slide, your double jump's kind of ruined, you know, things like that. So you do want to try and stay on cars, and it's really cool because the way they do respawns, if you get killed by the bomb, is you shoot out an ambulance, and then the, the bomb is actually dropped from a helicopter. So it was pretty cool. Uh, that was just a quick just, quick just about that. If you're not sure exactly how that game is played or, like, description or whatever, Go back, uh, the Games of the Future episode I did, I talked more in detail about Boom, You Win. I also had a link there to their website, so check that out. Uh, what were some other groups I got to see again? I got to see, wow, I am completely blanking, and I feel like an idiot. Those are the two main ones. There were others. There, there, there were others. I just rightly don't remember them right now, so uh, I apologize about that. Wow, I'm an idiot. Okay. New, new stuff, though. Uh, real quick, Never to Return. Uh, catchphrase, these are not the woods you knew. Really cool card game. Very simple concept. Uh, it's you and a group of people lost in these, you know, mythological war- like woods that you're trying to escape. However, only one person to- can escape. So you're all working against each other. And it has levels of both, you know, like toughness slash stamina, like a physical bar, and then a mental bar for, like, insanity. And there's, you know, like, it's all... Cthulhu-esque, you know, we'll call that, you know, kind of like the Lovecraftian horror-esque feel to it and everything. It's supposed to be 
eerie and depressing and stuff like that. You know, I was talking to the dev, and he mentioned he brought up Arkham Horror, which I played before, and I loved it. I really liked that game, so it was pretty cool inspiration. Really good artwork, so it's, it's a pretty cool card game. I'll drop a link uh, in the episode's description to their website to check them out. Now, on to the main thing I want to talk about, and honestly, the reason why I wanted to kind of make this episode. Now, this expo, I was only there for a good, like, four and a half hours or so, because when the expo first started, it wasn't really organized in the beginning, so I kind of sat around for a bit, not sure where to go to check out the games. I was feeling kind of lazy. So I, was, I had a little late start when I got there, uh, but when I actually did start rummaging around, I played a, a few games here and there, but a lot of my time got dedicated to Decoy Games. That's the name of the studio. We just talk about this game a little bit, and just the awesomeness of the studio and the game itself. Now, that's not to say that, you know, the other games I played at the Expo aren't worth your time. They definitely were. It's just I kind of dedicated a lot of my time there because I tend to do that. I tend to just find a game and just stick with it. And that also happens at the Expos. So, again, and not at all my, like, trash on any other games. I say if you're curious about what other games were there, definitely go check out the Playcrafting's page where they posted the Halloween Expo of, you know, event information that happened today, October 27th. You know, they have a list of all the attendees there, so you can, you know, go to them individually. I'm just going to highlight right now Decoy Games uh, and just, like, the, the community that kind of they built with this game at the Expo. So the description that I heard from people playing the game there, I don't think of these myself, it's actually pretty accurate. Think of, like, underwater Mega Man or underwater Smash Bros. You know, it's a pretty good description behind it. And it's just a lot of fun. Now, usually the dreaded feel of games that have, you know, water content, underwater content, is that they suck. And granted, that's usually true because a lot of games will focus on mostly controls that are above water, like on ground. So the controls are not exactly tailored to underwater. Now, this is a fighting game solely underwater, so it works because the entire mechanics, the way you control, the way you fight everything is dedicated to an underwater atmosphere, all right? So each player, up to four players, you know, like typical Smash Bros or typical whatever fighting game out there is kind of like arena style, you know, four players. You each have your own little, like, scuba person, I'll call it. And the Mega Man part I definitely see because even looking at their homepage, which I am right now, they have arm cannons they use to shoot at each other. So it's not like a, a brawler underwater. It's a shooter. So it literally looks like they're shooting an arm cannon. So if you think of like Metroid and Samus Aran or you think of Mega Man, like you got the idea. Just make it look more like a scuba suit. So that's the setup. That's the premise. You're just fighting each other underwater. And I played a bit today. Really competitive. Really fun. And I got a good helping of the game because they decided, and I was looking kind of at their Facebook page, I was talking to the devs about this, they actually run tourneys whenever they go to like expos and stuff like that and events, they, they host tourneys for people to, you know, test out the game. So I was a part of the tournament, which again, running hype, I'm still wearing my medal from getting first place at the tournament. So, you know, representing Brooklyn down here, winning at the Microsoft building for Playcasting's Halloween event. So I'm feeling good about that. Uh, but they had, you know, they've they've had other expos in New York City, so I can't say I'm the New York City champ because uh, there's others out there that won tournaments at other expos around New York City. But yeah, I'm feeling good. I got the medal on silly while I'm recording, just because why not? So yeah, I'm in the tournament. I'm getting to see like you know a lot of people playing. I'm playing myself, yada yada yada, and 
the way they found a way to balance everything is really awesome. You know, I was talking to them. They went through a lot of different changes, et cetera, et cetera, trying to figure things out. And here's how the match goes. So for the most part, I played a free-for-all match. They have other modes. Get to that later. They mostly played free-for-all. All right. So free-for-all, each of you, your little scuba dude, you're shooting at each other. You know, kill, you win. Now, the basic free-for-all deathmatch is your standard deathmatch. You keep shooting someone, they die, you get a point. Now, the way it works is that every person has a health bar, and, uh, you know, when you lose health, the health is permanently gone unless you find a way to heal yourself. So a lot of times, one thing that I did, you know, it is it is a strategy. Call me scummy all you want. Oh, yeah, sometimes I kind of, like, be around the side behind someone else, and then as soon as I saw, like, someone else's health bar get low, just come in and steal the kill because... You know, I'm, there is no range restriction. Like, your bullet will keep going until you hit something. And because it's kind of like this 2D arena style, you know, thinking of, you know, if you played ever, like, the Super Mario's, the classic Super Mario Bros, where you have the power block, and you're just hitting, like, the turtles and the crabs. You know, something like that, which is, like, multiple platforms, and you just kind of move around them. But because you're swimming, there's no jumping. You just swim around the arena, going around rocks and other obstacles to shoot at your opponents. So that's the basic way to kill somebody, is just you keep shooting at them with the little arm cannon, and if they run out of health, they die. If you run out of health, you die, and then you just respawn, you know, at your starting point, which each person spawns, not in the, like, direct corner, but you each have, like, your own quadrant of the map that you spawn on. Excuse me. Now, from there is when we get into the complexity. So as you're playing the match, there's obviously there are power-ups. There are items. You know, they kind of go into the same basket. So there'll be these little orbs, and they all, like, for now, I don't know if they're going to change it, but for now, the orbs spawn in the same location uh, based on maps. Not like, it's just the same standard location. It's whatever map you're playing on will have orbs in certain locations. You shoot the orb enough, it breaks open, and you get a random power-up or random item, and then some time passes and the thing respawns. So you have, like, your standard just... Call them like I don't know, like utility items or whatever. Like you pick it up, it gives you full health, or you pick it up and it gives you a shield. And what's really cool is that there's no like changes in shields. It's when you get a shield, the shield is equal to your maximum health. So you have those two. You know, there's a thing that increases your speed, your max speed temporarily, which is actually incredibly useful. Okay, it might not seem like much, just a speed up, even because it's temporary. It's a temporary speed up. But my God, that thing will save your life a million times over. More on that in a little bit. And then there's also things like rapid fire. So you pick it up and your fire rate's like, well, I'll say doubled roughly. I'm like eyeballing this. Which also is really important considering you have to track your opponent to shoot them. And there's other people shooting at you, obviously, especially if you're doing like a four-person free-for-all. And since there is no limited range on your gun it just keeps going until it hits something getting that rapid fire and then able to like just sit back like i've done it like you can just sit back and just and just like unload on people across you because there's no reload like you you just can keep shooting forever you know it's a dual stick shooter left stick move right stick aim and then you, the trigger to fire you can just hold the trigger button just keep shooting as long as you, and once you run out of rapid fire it goes back to normal but you just pepper people across the field it's amazing from there there's like items there's missiles you can get that if you look at, you know, if you're kind of like pointing towards someone long enough, like in their general direction, it'll lock on, it'll attract them, you get three missiles per pickup. There's bombs, which do, I think, a little more damage than the missiles, and they kind of like, this kind of, you know, you point in a direction, they kind of get lobbed that direction. I usually use them to like, just chuck them below me, since people can be swimming below me, I just pepper the ground below me. You get three bombs with each pickup. It's, it's a standard three thing. There's a shock item, which is really good, but really hard to use, 
while you're shooting, you can press because they have like the shoot button and then the left trigger is the use item button. So while you're shooting, you can, you know, shoot a missile, shoot a bomb, or they have this shock thing where you shoot this little like jolt of electricity. It's really hard to aim because it's I think it's a little slower than a standard shot. I'm not entirely sure. However, you hit someone with it, they get stunned. And since you get three uses of it per pickup, if you're able to like become a pro at it, or you just going head to head when you use it, you, if you hit them with that first stun and you time it around, you can just stun lock them with three consecutive shots and kill them before they can even do anything to retaliate. Really cool ability. I suck with it. <laughs> I really suck with it. Ah, uh, there was da, 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 let's see, bombs, missiles, shock. Oh, my favorite tripwires. You just you shoot a tripwire, and eventually, if it either hits like a platform or it'll hit the edge of the screen, and then it just has a you know basic physics. So if it shoots and it hits like the underneath part of the rock or hits the side of the rock, it just shoots a laser straight out in front of it with some pretty decent range. And then if anyone but you crosses them with a wire, it explodes. That's about like half damage, I'd say, like half health damage. It's pretty effective at that. Because it's pretty decent range, and it won't you won't set up your own tripwire, so you can either set up a kind of a defense that you can retreat to when people are chasing you, or just what I did. There's some levels that have teleporters that you can actually like. You go through the portal to the other end. I just lined the two portals with them, and just anyone going through, they get trapped. And then the last style is actually like secretish, secreter allies. You know, it's a it's a cartoonish style. You know, it has kind of like you know it's. It, it's really nice, well animated. Like the, the animator Chris did a wonderful job with all of it. So you'll have like they look like mechanical piranhas, kind of like one of those can kind of swim in and just start attacking people. It's really like it's you shoot it like twice and it dies, but it's still the fact that you know if your opponent gets a piranha to spawn on the map, it's not something else you have to deal with real quick. Unless you're like me, the one time I was on the other side of the map when they were fighting and that piranha came up behind me, I'm like, well, no one's shooting at me, so let me just turn around. It did, real easy. You also can get a shark ally that does a one-time run across the screen from left to right in a straight line. And the shark takes up about somewhere between a quarter and a third of the screen. I'm not entirely sure. And it is an insta-kill if it hits you. And then the last one it was <laughs> it's actually my favorite. Uh, the last one I saw was the seahorse. And the seahorse comes in with a bunch of dynamite strapped to it. And it picks a random person. So even if you pick up the seahorse item... It could still come after you, which it did to me at one time. And if it gets near you, it explodes and instantly kills anyone in the blast radius. And then if you shoot it, like, you know, two times, it'll also explode. And anyone caught within the blast radius, even you, even though you summoned it, will die to the explosion. So it's this really kind of fun thing that can get thrown in. It's just a kamikaze seahorse shows up. You don't know where the hell it's going. And if everyone's fighting each other, like, when everyone's, like, close to each other fighting, it'll just kind of just drift in. And then, boom, gone. Just blow up. It's hilarious. Now, with all this stuff going on, before I get to the last, like, really important note of the combat, is the one mechanic, since you're not above ground, you're underwater, there's no purpose to jumping. Like, you can't jump, you're swimming. So, what these geniuses at Decoys Games did, very genius move here, they decided to make it a teleport mechanic. So... It's a pretty. It's not like very long range, but as a teleport mechanic, so like when that exploding seahorse comes in, or that shark shows up, or if someone lined up some trip wires and you're trying to like escape from combat and there's trip wires in front of you, you can teleport through them. And as long as you are teleporting, which you turn into like this little circular orb and just go in the direction you're facing, you just kind of like move in that. You know, you can kind of move as you teleport, even though it's short range, you do have that option to kind of like curve your teleport. You can just go through it. And then once you, like, reform into your normal scuba self, then damage can be taken. Also, what's cool, because it is technically a teleport, is 
and I you you know I a lot of people myself included and other people playing the tournament use it to their advantage. You can teleport through platforms. Like there's this rock face. One time this guy was getting cornered by a piranha, and he's like, "Well, I don't want to be here. I don't want to fight this thing." He just teleported through the rock to the other side of the rock, and then he was safe because the piranha can't teleport. So it has to go around the goddamn rock. Now that sounds like a really powerful thing because you can teleport through anything. Well, why not just keep teleporting? You can't get hit. You only have six uses, and they have like these little orange dots at the bottom to show you. You only have six uses of teleportation per life. The one exception is going back to that whole pickup thing. You know, you can get like max health, max shield, stuff like that. There is a teleport pickup. That if you pick it up, you get all six of your teleport uses back. So you can get them back, but it's very rare. And also, you don't want to rely on it. You don't want to just keep teleporting and rely on like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get a pickup in a little bit. That gives my teleports back because... You might shoot and blow up the canister, then someone else comes in and steals it from you, and then you're fucked anyway. So you want to be very conservative with those teleports, and then it makes, like, when you're on a really nice kill streak, like, seven, eight people kill, like, person kill streak, eventually you're going to run out of teleports, and then people are going to corner you because they want you dead because you're winning, and there's nothing you can do about it because you can't teleport. You're, you're out of teleports, so I really like how Decoy Games balanced that mechanic to make it where it wasn't so abusive, and it became very tactical. So, yeah, and if you're trying to, like, dodge through the rocks to escape a big combat, is it a good move? Like, is it your last teleport, and is it really worth it? Or should you stick to your guns and just battle through the chaos and try and pick up a kill or two before you die or even escape? I like it. I I really like it. Because it allows you also to give – you can give chase pretty good. And also, when you teleport, you go a little faster than you're swimming. So you can use it to beat someone to a power-up. Again, you can use it to beat someone to a power-up, but now you lost one use of your teleport. So was it worth it? Picking up that power-up, was it worth doing it? You know, things you got to think about in the heat of combat. Well-rounded. The last part of the combat that I want to focus on, my god, is the... I think they called, like, the Unleash. I think that's how they call it, was Unleash. So what happens is, in most fighting games that have, like, you know, a special move you can do... You have a bar at the bottom, and every time you deal damage to somebody, the bar slowly fills up. And when the bar fills up all the way, you can unleash your special attack, or whatever you want to call it, and the bar empties out again. you got to, again, you know, build it up. Now, what they did is, all the characters are the same, like, you know, your yellow, blue, red, or green. The colors, you just pick your favorite color. It don't matter. The, excuse me, my god, I'm sorry, I just had dinner, I'm very gassy. The specials you get... You choose which special you want to use before you go into combat. Again, you can just pick random, or you can you know, choose whatever one you want. And they have a really nice selection of supers. So they have something called Harpoon, where a bunch of like harpoons come raining down from the top of the screen and come down. They act like, if you ever played Smash Bros. Brawl, Smash Bros. Brawl, and you think of like PK Starfall, like Lucas and S's ability, where it just kind of like rains projectiles from the ceiling down to the bottom, that's kind of what Harpoons is. Not as big, though, like small, like smaller bolts, but a lot more of them. There's that. There is the really useful medic one. More details on that later. But, you know, medic, it's a full heal, and then you get a full shield. So you get fully healed and a full shield on top of that whenever you use the super. And if you're doing a co-op match, it also fully heals your ally. So, it, goddamn, does it have some utility behind it. Uh, the one thing else, though, was a bomber drone, where you summon like, kind of like a little submarine drone with you that flies around the field shooting bombs at people for a certain amount of time. I never used it. I saw it used a few times. It's a pretty cool thing. 
And, you know, as with all the other summons, with the other supers that have a summon, and with the items that summon in, you know, seed critters to help you, you know, it has a health bar. So people can blow it up eventually or just let it run out. It's up to you, but it's most likely going to get blown up because it's going to get caught in the heat of combat. So there's the drone. Uh, I shot a shock ability. Going back to that shock item that you shoot a single projectile, and if it hits someone, it stuns them. Well, the shock super that you can unleash is just the entire field. Everyone is stunned. Even, like, summons are stunned. So everything but you just gets stunned for a certain amount of time. So it could be really good for picking up some kills and heated fights, or if there's, like, a cluster of enemies... And you shock them all once, you just drop a couple bombs in there. It has some pretty good utility behind it. I really like it. I didn't use it because I'm, I'm a stubborn mule. Uh, so I never use it because I had something else I love to use. What else was there? I talked about harpoons. I talked about the drone, the shock, the medic. There was a piranha one where essentially you... I mean, you could say like you turned in or you got into one. Like you got into like a machine-like thing. But she just turned into like this giant metallic-type piranha thing. That is contact-only damage. It swims a little faster than the regular scuba guy. So you can catch up to people in time unless they dodge through things. Because you can't teleport when you're in any, like, vehicle-type thing. You can't teleport. So they can teleport out of the way. But if you catch somebody, it's insta-kill. You touch them, contact damage, insta-kill. If they have shields, just they're done. The piranha eats them instantly. So really easy way to pick up kills if you chase them down. And what's cool is it has a health bar. Like I said with the other summons, it has a health bar. And when the health bar runs out... It just blows up and you're back on the stage. So it's it's nice. You know, you don't really you can use it as a last minute like shield in a sense to keep you going if you're about if you're like you're gonna win by one point and you're about to die, you can just use activate it to get it through to the end of the match. So there's a piranha there, the other one is a shark, which I saw it was really popular. I understand why it was really popular. A lot of people played with the shark. What the shark is, is it actually shows, like, it's a cutscene that gets shown when someone does unleash. It'll show a little cutscene so everyone knows it's happening and the timer gets paused so it doesn't take away from the time. Essentially, the cutscene happens and you see the scuba guy standing there and then this giant shark just comes up and just eats him, like, in one bite. It's actually kind of hilarious because it's cartoonish. Like I said, it's it's cartoonish. I'll sh- you'll have the website to look at. So he eats him and then the shark will appear on either the left or the right side of the screen. And what will happen is the player can control the elevation. You know, they can go higher or lower, whatever they want. And then they hit the fire button. And when they hit the trigger, the shark will go from the left to the right side of the screen in a straight line. Similar to the shark pickup you can get beforehand, you know, from the items. Very similar to that. However, this shark, height-wise, I want to say it takes up about, like, half the screen. And width-wise, also about half the screen. I'm, I'm again. I'm estimating here. I'm eyeballing it. I was in the middle of matches, so it gets confusing at times. But it's a pretty sizable thing, and you can do it three times. So if you saw on the right side of the screen, you hit the trigger, you'll go from right to left. You'll then pop on the left side again. You can go up or down to aim it, fire, go across, and then you can do it again, back right to left. So you get three shots at it, and again, contact damage. They die. One hit, boom, the person's out. Going back to the idea of teleporting is, yeah, the shark seems really good because of how large it is and how it can cover so much of the screen in such a short time. It seems great. However, people who are quick enough and know that it's coming, you can teleport out of the way. You know, you can, like, diagonally teleport through the shark to kind of cut the route, or if it's about to touch you, just teleport straight up to get out of range. So there are ways to dodge it. In the heat of combat, it can be hard to do because you're not sure, like, Maybe in the middle of shooting someone, so you can, you're really distracted with what's going on, so you miss your shot to dodge the shark. Still, though, it has some use. It's not the best, I think, personally. 
I didn't really use it because uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But it, it, it can be good in the sudden mayhem. Now, the last one that's on my mind that I remember, I think I missed one or two. I can safely say that I missed maybe like one or two. Uh, I just didn't really see them used when I was watching or playing, so they're not really popping up in my head. But the one that I loved, and I was told that this was the expo, this is the first time they released it to really like kind of see how it would work out, and I'm really happy they did because I, I loved it because uh, it's my sweet spot, you get an aqua tank. Essentially, it's just, you know, it's like a sub submersible. But anything with the word tank in it, and I fall fucking in love with it right away. So I saw aqua tank, I'm like, I am sold, that's my super. So the aqua tank, you get into, like, this submersible. It has about the same speed as other swimmers, maybe, like, a little bit faster. And it has this massive-ass cannon that I want to say it's, like, three or four shots, and the person die, like, someone will die. Its rate of fire is a little faster than the standard cannon you have on your scuba guy. So it's a little more increased rate of fire. However, where the scuba guys can easily, like, switch the direction they're shooting. So, like, if you're shooting to the right, you can just quickly just go boom and kind of, like, do a 180 and switch to the other direction. It's pretty quick. The submersible, if it's shooting, very, very slow tracking. So, like, trying to do, let's say, a 180, what might take the scuba guy, let's just say, for example, a second to whip around 180 to shoot the other direction. With the scuba, the submersible, if you're holding the trigger down, it'll take, like, three seconds. It, it's a lot slower to turn the cannon while firing. If you're not firing, though, it's pretty quick to rotate. So you have to judge that. You have to kind of, like, judge when should I shoot because people can dodge a shot really easily and when should I, you know, let go of the trigger to track them. And then what's cool is... You can put the pressure on people. So I was always using it. And then in the tournament fights I was doing, when a power-up was up, had appeared and people were starting to go for it, I just started peppering the area with bullets. Like, okay, go get it. You know, I'll just kind of like start peppering that area for it and catch someone off guard, you know, with a drifted shot that I was kind of like spraying and praying down that direction. Or you wait until you're really close to somebody who thinks they have the advantage and you say, nope, hit the button, get into your sub, and then just annihilate them at point-blank range because – doesn't matter if your tracking is slow. They can't get out of the way because your shots are really big and they're right in your goddamn face. So it's easy to take them down. Again, I fucking loved it. Uh, another way they balance it, which I liked, is you can't teleport. Whenever you're in like, these vehicles, we'll call them like the Piranha, the Submersible, stuff like that. Even the Bomb Drone you can have that aids you as an Unleash. None of them can teleport. So again, they are really powerful. They're really good abilities to have and to use in combat to get the upper hand because you can, you can pick up a good amount of kills using your unleash. However, the scuba guy will always have the advantage of just teleporting through you or teleporting behind a rock for protection, just doing something to protect themselves from what's going on. So again, that teleport mechanic is actually really cool. Like I remember Smash Bros, you know, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, when they introduced the final smashes, if you're playing against any Star Fox character, Fox... Falco or Wolf, and they got that Landmaster. Yeah, I can jump, but it doesn't fucking matter. That tank's hitting me because it's so fucking huge. Like, it didn't matter. You know, getting that Landmaster really gave you the advantage. Here, though, yeah, I can do my Unleash and get the Shark, or get the tank or whatever. However, the mobility will always be in the advantage of the Scuba Men. They will always have that advantage of mobility, which is amazing. So, Someone who is really good can rack up a lot of kills with their Unleash. Or if your opponents aren't just well-versed in the game, which granted this game is yet to be released, so we're all kind of new at it, you can rack up a couple kills just by surprise because they, they didn't really expect it. Yet, if everyone's on the same playing field and everyone's at the same skill level, 
you can't rely on your Unleash. You can rely on it for survivability because, you know, for the ones that are a vehicle you get in, whether it's a Shark, Piranha, or whatever, it is an, a, another layer of, like, health that you get, which I've used in, like, like I said, clutch moments, shit. If this guy kills me, he wins. Boom, I hit the submersible. Buy out the time. It'll work. That advantage there works. You get the extra health. Yet the sub, the schoolmen always have advantage. So I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving the teleport element of it. And it is scary when you run out of teleporter teleporting. Like I had like an eight or nine kill streak one match, and of course everyone's out coming after me. I'm like shit. I can't teleport. So I'm like you know what? I'm just gonna die. Like, I have to die at this point. It's just face the music. Whew. Okay, that's essentially the overview of combat. You know, I, I was ranting a bit. Again, I, I was really happy with it. Like, it felt good. Like, I remember when I first played Smash Bros. on the N64. I really loved the feel. I loved what it was doing. It's, I, everything about it, I really enjoyed. It, it was a really fun beat-em-up fighter kind of game. And, you know, I'm still enjoying Smash. You know, I still play Smash Bros. However, I, I've played a bit of Smash 4, but I don't have a Nintendo Wii. I never played, you know... The DS version of it. I don't have a Switch, so I don't. I won't be getting Smash Ultimate. I'm not really upset over that. Like I, I feel like I've, I still enjoy Smash Bros. Like I'll still play Melee. I'll still play Brawl. I'll still play the N64 version. I have no problem with it. Just like a nostalgic feel, I'll, I'll play it. But I'm not like a big fan of it. And I've always enjoyed those style of games. So getting the chance to play Swin Sanity and seeing kind of like this revival of the beat 'em up is really cool. Like I loved. And I still love to this day, and I can't wait for it to be released. Boom, you win. I still love that hot potato-like game. I mean, I was talking to people anyway. Like, I was actually talking to the devs. I'm like, yeah, did you get a chance to play that? Like, I, I, I spoke about it because I really like what they're doing. That up to four people are playing hot potato with a bomb is cool. There's no beat-em-up aspect. So I kind of like Swim Sandy brings back kind of that beat-em-up, but it's a shooter, and it's underwater. It's a very unique setting. They have the teleport mechanic, which I am harping on because, my God, it's really cool. <laughs> Trust me. It is really cool. You have the unleashes that are all unique and all have some really good utility. And you have the items that are all very unique and add an extra layer. Like, honestly, yeah, if I see that I've done it, if I see a health drop there, I will push it. I'll run through bolts to get it because that will give me a full heal and it will keep me in the fight. And then if I see a teleport pickup, yeah, I'll definitely spend all my teleports to pick it up. Like, I only have three teleports left. I might as well burn them to get it because I get then six teleports back. It's worth the damn. It's worth the effort to go through it. Now let's get to the tourney. Again, I'm feeling good. You know, I won. I'm feeling good about it. Regardless, I want to talk about it anyway. It was some pretty good companies. There, there were people there who, there was a kid who was there that played it at NYC Plays at the Manhattan Center of the summer. I somehow missed their booth. I don't know why. I'm a goddamn idiot. Uh, he was there again. He was doing pretty good. He made it to the finals. And there were a bunch of other people in there that, you know, of various skill levels, but we were all having fun. And there was some good competition here and there that was really stressful. And they, they did the standard thing where four people go in, top two move on. Uh, that was for, like, the first round. Then we got to the semifinals. It was three people, top one moved on. And then you had the, the finalist, you know, the final four people fought each other. And this is where it got crazy. So there was a top four of us, me and these three other guys competing. I won buy like a hair like you know how i said i use i will use the scuba as like a last minute vehicle for like the health bar like i'll, I'll drop my aqua tank to get just a little more health to survive yeah i did that a lot it was, it was a pretty close match what the devs decided to do now it was three devs uh chris abdullah 
and I can't and Ahmed. Sorry, wow, guys, I should have known your name, and I went back to your Facebook group to look at the name. So Chris, Ahmed, and Khalil. Okay, Chris, Ahmed, Khalil. Yeah, Chris was their artist, so he wasn't playing on the tournament. But Ahmed and Khalil said, yeah, when you you know the top two players from the final round, like the number one person gets the medal. And then, you know, all four of you get gift cards. But the top two, so the guy who wins and gets the medal and then second place, you're now teamed up and you're going to do a co-op match against me and my brother. You know, Khalil met the guys that like, program the goddamn game. But yeah, you're like, you're going to do a match against us. And I'm like, oh, goody. Like, I was excited for it. It was pretty cool. And, you know, they, everyone was mentioning, you know, Chris mentioned it also. Like, yo, after all these events we went to, no one's been able to beat these two guys yet. So let's see what happens. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, I told everyone. I'm like, yeah, no pressure. You know, we got this. Let's have some fun. And it was a pretty close match. Like, it felt really good. We ended up losing 10-14. Uh, to 14. They beat us by four kills. It, it was relatively close, I feel, for fighting the devs, for going up against the people that have been working on this game for two and a half years and have had the concept in mind for nine years. So these guys know this game inside and out. It felt pretty good. It, it felt pretty good to get lose by only four points. I also blame myself for that because I at times I got really cocky and I would like run into the two of them trying to get a kill. And this goes back to that medic power up. Because we were doing a team fight, I picked up the medic and then one of them on the other team, they picked up the medic ability. And in the 2v2, there's no team damage. So you can actually stand in front of your ally and act as a human shield to protect them. And then both you will like shoot at the same time, kind of like double the damage output. So they would do that. And I started doing that. I tried doing that with my partner. You know, I was just, I, I picked up on it while they were playing. I picked up on that method, so I'm like, hey, I'll try this. So yeah, we act as a human shield, and then I'm like, okay, I might be able to kill him, so I would dive in, and I'm like, oh, wait, medic, full kill, and then the guy who used it gets that full shield, so I'm like, yeah, I was a fucking idiot. And it happened like two or three times to me. I feel like a, a goddamn idiot. I died a couple times because of that. I, I felt cocky because the first time, one of them was on low health and was trying to escape to then use it. I'm like, nope, and I actually sniped the guy from across the map and killed him before he could drop the medic, so... I was feeling good. I was I was feeling cocky every time they all no health. So my bad for losing the uh, the the versing the devs match. But hey, I, I put up a fight, and that's really all you can do is just put up a fight and have fun. And you know, I I watched it for a bit. I didn't really uh, play for the rest of the day. I kind of like visited one or two other booths, and I came I came back to them to kind of like just hang out and watch. And uh, they're like they're great guys. The devs are great people. Uh, they actually. We're talking to me about some of the other game modes. So they have like a capture the flag kind of game mode that they've been working on, which is really cool. Obviously, they have the free for all. Obviously, they have the co op because we tried that in the tourney. And then they had this fourth game mode. And now I keep saying scuba men or scuba guy or whatever. They actually have an actual name for like the, the characters in game. I don't remember it. So if you dev guys are listening, I apologize. I honestly do not remember the name, but essentially they had the last man standing. They just called it last last blank standing, you know, whatever the name of the, the, the guys are on the game. So it was a last man standing game mode. And again, the devs were really cool since there was the three of them, and I was talking to them about it for a bit, you know, about the various things like in the game and then about the game modes and stuff. Uh, the one guy, he's like, yo, let's just, you know, let's just show this off. Let's just try it out real quick. So as people started cleaning up, because it was ending at 5 o'clock, so they were kind of like clearing it out of the room. But like, you know what, real quick... Let's do a last man standing. He's like, oh, I was talking to John. The one guy's like, yeah, I was talking to John about this. Let's just show it real quick. So I sat down with the three devs, and we did a last man standing free-for-all. And the way last man standing work is, you know, it's last man standing. If you die, you're out of the match, and then the last one standing wins. And what it is is they do – it. you can set amount of points. We did five points. So you pick one map. You're on that map 
the entire match, and whoever becomes the last man standing gets a point, and then it restarts. Everyone goes back to their original spawn, they pop back in, again, last man standing wins. So it's very competitive, and that's where, like, the medic ability comes in clutch. Because you can use your unleash as many times as you can while you're alive, depending on your damage output, like, as long as you're dealing damage, you can essentially use it an unlimited amount of times per life. You can just keep dropping that medic if you're dealing enough damage and not getting hit enough to die. You So the one guy used the medic, and it was a little bit of pressure, so people put the pressure on him. It's like, look, we don't want him dropping medic. And he did a few times, and it was really aggravating. Because, <laughs> like, shit, he was about to die. Now he has full health. Now he has a shield. God damn it. We got to do all this work over again. Uh, with that, what also made it hard, especially fighting the guy with medic, the way they changed the rules is a standard free-for-all match. Obviously, it's, you know, you die, you come back, you die, you come back. Your meter stays. Usually for, like, last man standing stuff, it does a reset. But what they decided to do is your meter, your unleashed meter, stays. It you know, carries over. So let's say you have half a super meter build up, half your unleashed meters build up, and you die. So you're out of this match. You won't get a point this match, this round. When next round starts and you're back in, you still have 50% of your unleash meter build up. That also goes for if your unleash meter is full and the match ends, it then carries over to the next round. So let's say you win a round and your meter was filled. You can then immediately start off the next round and drop, you know, an aqua tank. Hit people. I wouldn't do the shock though, because they're far away. You know, you drop the shark to get some area clear and try and pick up a kill or two right away to help you get the point in the end. So there's some advantages to saving it for the next round. And also with that, and, and I only know this because it happened to me is I dropped the aqua tank and I was in the aqua tank and I killed the last guy, so I got the point for the round. The next match started, and guess what? I was still in the aqua tank. I had the the amount of health I had remaining was constant, so I had like. I'd say, like, I think it was only, like, a quarter of health left at the end of that round when I won. So I spawned in the Aqua Tank with a quarter of health. So it just, everything carries over. And I'm like, this is really cool. Like, it was able to carry over each round until someone hit five points. So there's really no disruption. It essentially just made, it, it essentially all it was. It was your standard free-for-all kind of deathmatch style. It was just, the only point that matters is the last guy standing, and then everyone respawns. So they just tweak deathmatch a little bit. And... I, I fell in love with it. And again, I fell in love with it because it was, it was a pretty cool match. It was great. Like, these guys were really friendly and wanted to show this off. So it was really cool to be able to sit down with the three developers, the guys who are behind this amazing game, and just have this one last match for the night. And, again, stroking my own ego because, as I do, as us gamers do, when we have an ego to stroke, we're going to goddamn stroke it. I won. It was really close. I was losing in the beginning, and I kind of picked it up. And I won in the end. I got the five points. And then there was, I think it was like, I had five points. I think it was like three, three, and then two, something like that. So it was, these guys are good. Like, it was some pretty good competition. I was just loving it. Like, I was just, I, I, part of a game is obviously the game's creation itself. It's also about the team behind the game. I mean, I'm sure all of you who listen, you know about EA and the Star Wars Battlefield stuff with loot boxes, loot crates, whatever the fuck you want to call them, pay-to-win bullshit, things like that. And EA's all about, we'll never do it again, and then they do it again. You know, they kind of go back on their word, and you wonder why those games are trash. One, they're unfinished, and two, EA goes against their word. Well, that's the thing. And a game 
half of it is about the game itself and half of it is about the people behind it. And since these guys were really cool, really friendly, you know, just like, kind of like a, just a, a very caring, lovable environment, they were really happy to like let people come in and talk to them and acting really chill about it. And then giving me the opportunity to try out this game mode at the very end. After everyone left the room, they're like, yeah, let's just do this. Like, they're like, yeah, let's do this right now. We want to show you this. You know, you've been hearing about it. It's cool to, that they took that extra time to at least show me that. Now, if you guys, if, if you developers are listening, which I'd be honored if you did, I hope you didn't go easy on me when we did Last Man Standing. I hope you're giving me your, your full potential to, so you didn't make me feel just good at the end. I hope that I actually, like, I won legitimate, like, you went your full strength that you could today. Because uh, otherwise I want to feel bad about my win. I don't want to do that, honestly. Yeah, that'd be bad. Anyway, Swim Sandy. I'll put it in the description. I'll put a link to their website. I'll put a link to their Facebook so you can kind of, like, follow them and see what's going on. Um, it's coming out. The, the the projected plan, you know, it's like mo- like most games from these expos, it's not until like 2019, you know, near the summertime. A lot of the developers I spoke to looked at like the 2019 summertime, so it's going to be some time. However, you know, beta and stuff like that is a thing. Uh, I hope to get involved in the beta to play a bit more of it and see if my skills are still honed or that I just get lucky. You know, I could have just gotten lucky today with winning the tournament, or it could be that I actually have some skill to it. I won't know until... I play online beta and just go up against a bunch of rando strangers that I don't look at face-to-face. But yeah, check check it out. I think that'll be all for this episode. I think, like, literally, I think I'm done with my, my goddamn ranting about this game. Ah, uh, yeah. Feels good. Feels good to win. Feels good to just play a really fun Android game. Like, the music's cool, honestly. Like, one of the first things I was thinking about was, like, the music. It's kind of, like, very upbeat and heroic-like style. Like, I, I it's stuck in... I, I can't mimic it. I can't, like recreate it with just my mouth but it's it's in my head and it's it's a catchy tune so check out the trailer you know i'll I'll put the information there it's coming out on steam uh they also have xbox lined up and playstation lined up and they've currently been talking to nintendo and looking for a switch release also when it comes to like when it comes to them like unleashing the game in 2019 they're also looking for switch so that's in talks right now so hopefully we'll get all the platforms for this game and then anyone can play it no matter what console they got would be awesome Check it out. That's the last time I'm going to say it. Uh, that's the last time I'm going to like talk about it for now, because otherwise I will keep going. So again, great mechanics, a great balance between them, uh, just a really fun brawl-type game that we kind of needed, and it's a very unique setting where it's underwater. So that's it for tonight. It's a bonus episode. I'm going to put it up right now. When I'm done, when I hit, you know, finish recording, I will upload it immediately uh, to be listened to. And have no fear, tomorrow, it's another Sunday, 10.28, I'll be unleashing another D&D episode on schedule at 8 o'clock. Uh, and it's, I have a really fun story to share. So look forward to that. I hope everyone has a good night. Relax. Uh, I had a long day, so I'm just going to watch a lot of goddamn YouTube. Take care, everyone. <laughs>